It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Before we jump into Auburn defeating Alabama and all the things that go along um, with that, just quick heads up, the War Report will be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about things happening in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, as well as uh, what's up with the Auburn football program. But yes, the Auburn basketball team defeating the Alabama Crimson Tide 100-81. Yes, Walker Kessler getting the Tigers to triple digits with that last free throw attempt to seal the game. But let's not kid ourselves. It was, um, it was sealed way before that. But just looking over this, that free throw was the last of uh, 39 for the Tigers. They made it to the charity stripe 39 times. That's more than Alabama scored in the first half. This one was controlled throughout despite Alabama racking up 81 points, which is more than what Auburn typically allows. But just the way that second half went, um, that's just, I mean, it was a, it was a quick-moving thing and very little defense was played in the second half there. But I do want to give a nod. I want to give a nod to one of our favorite players here on the show, Jalen Williams. He just scored four points in this one. But in his 15 minutes on the floor for the Tigers, uh, the plus minus for him was 20. That is crazy. You don't see that a whole lot. And then uh, leading the team in plus minus was Wendell Green across his 27 minutes. He scored 23 points. Hey, a lot of folks predicted a bounce-back game for Wendell Green, and you saw it. He uh, he did not look good against Oklahoma, but he rallied and was a very, very big part in getting the offense going for the Auburn Tigers Tuesday night against Alabama. And I think this game says a lot, right, about the current state of basketball in the SEC. One, I think Auburn has proven that Auburn Arena may be the toughest place to win in the conference. I think it's either that or I think it's either, uh, you know, you you go up a little bit north to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Unfortunately, Auburn doesn't have to go there. That that game between those two uh, was played in Auburn Arena a few weeks ago. But also, this war that has happened in the state of Alabama on the basketball court between the Auburn Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, it's been an arms race. Both Bruce Pearl and Nate Oates have been assembling these super exciting rosters, and Alabama looked to be out for the count, and then this past weekend in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, they got a massive win against Baylor. Surprised me. Uh, And so then you're kind of thinking, okay, going into this one, uh, back-to-back wins against top five teams would save your season, and, you know, combine those with the wins against Gonzaga and the wins against Houston. All of a sudden, you look at that, it's like, man, okay, maybe they're a tournament team again. But I think the way this one goes, you know, Auburn fans and, and Auburn folks will be excited to think that, okay, you know, maybe maybe Alabama has a good shot 
in the NIT tournament when this is all said and done. I, I mean, this is a big one because Auburn has proven this year that they are a significantly better team than Alabama and what Nate Oates is putting together. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Nate Oates responds to all of this. And it's going to be interesting to see how Alabama players respond to all of this moving forward because they've got talented dudes coming in. But you look at it, and but I think this is a prime example of being able to dish it out and not being able to take it. I mean, Nate Oates turned his press conference yesterday uh, or going into this game into you know, insulting Auburn Arena, insulting the home court, uh, while Bruce Pearl on the other side of things was building Alabama up. And obviously, Auburn Arena, uh, I think, returned the favor there and kind of defended their pride on that one, which, you know, rightfully so. You were called out, and you stepped up. I think that was, um, I think that was huge for the Auburn fan base. But the other side of it is, uh, you know, the tradition. Uh, I say it's a tradition like none other, but the whole, uh, you know, Auburn fans tweeting the memes at opposing teams, Alabama turning the tweets off uh, or the replies off, which is a total, like, just, uh, I don't know. I think it's a little cowardice. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, you know, as we, uh, as we record this, um, those quote tweets are piling up. And still, they're, get, they're getting the memes across. But all in all, huge win for the Auburn Tigers. Huge positioning for themselves in the conference. And this is, uh, this is a basketball team that should be able to clinch the conference with two or three games left to go in the regular season, locking up that one seed for the SEC tournament and probably locking up that one seed overall in the NCAA tournament. So when we come back, we will chat a little War Report Wednesday with our guys from the War Report talking a little Auburn football. But first, it's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions all around. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Built Bar needs to be a part of your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Heck, yeah, it may be even better than, uh, than a candy bar. They've got a ton of different flavors. They're constantly rotating flavors in and out at Built.com. So whether you, you like, you know, fruity flavored treats or, or coconut or peanut butter, whatever it may be, Built Bar has a flavor for you. All of them very low in calories, very high in protein, very low in sugar, and they're delicious. Be sure to check them out. Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And it's now time for a little War Rapport Wednesday. Mike G and C-Dub with the War Rapport. Gentlemen, I was talking with someone very close to the, uh, the Auburn football program. Uh, at senior ball practice uh, yesterday. And I looked at him like, is it as bad as it looks? And he looked at me without skipping a beat, says, it may be worse. Not a comforting mm-hmm. response. How do you guys feel about, uh, I, I guess, the Austin Davids uh, news? I haven't really talked to you guys uh, since then. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing, Mike G. That's what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Mike G's that's making you answer it, C-Dub. Uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed, and I think it's okay to be disappointed, and I think it's okay to scratch your head. It's 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 even okay to uh, add an expletive here and there because 
when you look at it on its face, the optics are as bad as they look. It really is. Uh, Harson has in year one has lost seven games, is in the middle of a five game losing streak, and is looking for his fifth offensive coordinator. There's no way to spin that. Like there's the, you you can't you can't really spin that to give people warm fuzzies. Well, just about fifth the coordinator, fifth coordinator in general. Coordinator in general. Yeah. Yes. So third, third there's, offensive there's, coordinator, which is still ridiculous. So I I get it, I get it. Um, but the way I choose to look at it is we're right where we were when we fired Bobo. It's not like we went through a spring. It's not like we yeah. played a game. I mean, we're right where we were when we fired Bobo. You can argue it's almost kind of a net positive because our QB room, in my opinion, looks better than it did when the season ended. Sure. So okay. we still have a lot of opportunity in front of us. You just want to see some stability with the coaching staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where you know the that's where the most improvement and the most work needs to take shape with this program. And I think for 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 Harson, yeah, you gotta you have to make a decision on a guy that you know is going to be around and a guy that you know who can work with you. Because, again, we knew we know whose offense this is. It's not like the identity of the offense was in question sure. when Austin Davis decided to part. We know who's calling the plays, and we know the identity. Who Harson is going to bring in is going to work with him that the players can count on. Now, I feel sorry for Zach Calzada. I feel sorry for Robbie Ashford, especially Calzada, because we know, uh, based on his words, Austin Davis was the reason Calzada even came to Auburn. And mm. so for, for him to be gone weeks after he got here, I feel for that kid. So, yeah, I get it. You know, addressing those things, I, I, I get the frustration, but I still think the opportunity is still in front of us because Harson still can go and find someone who's willing to work with him to build an offense and actually tutor. Cause I think he is indeed looking for, for a guy to tutor quarterbacks, he can still find those things and still be on pace uh, to make improvements with the offense this upcoming season. I just think the fans are hungry for some positive news. And with all the things that I've mentioned, any, any semblance of bad news leads people closer to the ledge as it pertains to Brian Harson. Yeah. I mean, and there's a chance as today is, is signing day that Auburn doesn't sign any high school players. And is that a big deal? No, because I think the way that he rallied the week of the early signing period was really impressive and with the nature of the transfer portal and all that, I, I don't think it matters that much. But people are going to freak out about it. People will make a big deal out of it, uh, even though that's not really the issue at hand right now. Um, but still interesting, um, interesting nonetheless. But you mentioned he's looking for someone to kind of mentor and teach and tutor quarterbacks. And that's really the only thing that doesn't line up with my theory of, you know, promoting Eric Kiesau to OC. Like, I, I don't think he's necessarily the guy to do that. So right. maybe they do look elsewhere. Maybe. Uh, I, I just don't know where, where Harson goes from here because he waited a good length of time to even hire Austin Davis. Well, he's shown right? that he's willing to go... Anywhere, because, I mean, the Austin Davis thing, people spent weeks trying to build the bridge, you know, like, what's the connection here? 
So, right. you know, if he hears something good about a guy and then throughout his evaluation process where he interviews him a million times and then eventually offers him the job, like, it could be anybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. I The way I'm looking at it is there are, there are optics and perception and then there's reality. From an optic standpoint, this doesn't look great. Um, but only when taking into account the other things that have, have happened this offseason. What so, had happened was. Right. But the uh, fans are going to make the connection. Um, and, you know, I think I think some of the reaction is a little overblown. Okay. He wasn't going to he wasn't going to call plays. Um, what's disappointing, you know, for me was quarterback tutelage. I was looking forward to a young dynamic you know, football mind working with our quarterbacks because that position has been such a bugaboo for Auburn sure. over, you know, the last, you know, 10 years. So finding a good quarterback and be able to develop the guys that we have in our room was important. Uh, Calzada expressed his disappointment. He said that Austin Davis was a major factor in his decision to come to Auburn. Um, so there was something there. Um, so I, I get it. I get, I get the optics. And I get, and if you're a fan, perception is reality. But the truth is that none of what fan perception is changes the reality of what this is going to be. We have an offensive head coach, Zach, right? Um, and he has a system and a philosophy and a way of doing things. And the guy, a guy at the helm, uh, to some extent, uh, I think in in Harson's career, is somewhat of a figurehead because they're doing what he wants to do moving forward. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not super worried about this. You know, it's, it's just weird how our fans have been after coming off the season that we, I mean, Mario Cristobal has still not hired either, either coordinator. He hired Kevin Steele. Did he hire Kevin Steele? Yeah. Uh, well, it was a good hire. I thought Steele, I thought Steele went to Maryland. Yeah, I, thought, I know, I thought, but it wasn't I signed. I thought he was going to too. Um, what? Yeah, no, news broke uh, about an hour before we recorded this. Uh, people were tweeting about Steele um, going to the Canes, being the D.C. for the Canes. So, there you go. Oh, you the go. Canes. Okay, yeah, I thought you said he was going to Oregon. I was like, wait, what? My bad. That's where Crystal Ball, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, right, and so, um, I'm sorry. I said Crystal Ball. I meant the, the Oregon head coach, so I threw you off, right? He has not hired either coordinator position yet. Lanning. Yeah. Dan Lanning. Right, yeah. Yep. Dan Lanning. Yeah. He hasn't hired anyone yet. Like I, I just, I just don't, I think that this is much ado about, you know, not nothing, but like just a little, ultimately what this boils down to is what I do think is a reality of this is that he's got to win games. Right. He's got to win games and people will forget a lot of this if you win games. Mm -hmm. So it's right. got to work for him or, you know, 2023 is really going to be a pressure cooker for him if he makes it there. So, you know, what, what does that mean? In reality, Auburn starts the 2022 season with five straight home games. Mm -hmm. You got to win four of them. You got to win four of them, and you got to look competent. Well, four of in. them are, are pretty winnable. It's the, can you beat Penn State? To me, that's going to be the Correct. difference maker. I would, I would, yes. say, I would say five. Right. I, I think you got to win all five, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure he does. But here's the here's the here's the thing. You got to have good positive momentum coming out of that home stretch right. uh, because you've got some tough road games. And um, the way I'm looking at it and thinking about Brian Harson's season is six and seven was disappointing, but that team was just as close to nine and four. You can't do that. 
plays plays you, away. Yes, you can. Yes, no, you, you can, can't. Zach. No, you, you can't. If, if he if he gets if he gets quarterback play right in twenty twenty two, he could be plus two wins. Plus two wins just on quarterback play for everybody who was screaming. If we had had Bo, well, okay. What then Gus some- should have gone, you know, what, 8-2 and two the year before? You, you can't do that. Because just in the same way, you can also say that, that Finley doesn't score against Georgia State. Like, and that's not fair. Yeah, no, no. You can't say that point, Bo Nix doesn't, the, the point, you know. The, the point is, is that it was not like we got run off the field by every team last season. There was one game last season that was, I felt like, wasn't winnable, and it was Georgia. Right. So it's not I mean, the end result is disappointing. But the truth is, is that we were not so far into the weeds that it can't be corrected. Right. He can he if if deep. Let's say all things are true this season, Zach, and defense doesn't take any steps back and your O-line doesn't do any worse than they did last year. Mm -hmm. Right. If you just improve the floor of the quarterback position because the ceiling wasn't the issue. Right. For the most part, when our quarterbacks touched their ceiling, we won games when they hit their floor. We didn't. Yeah. But then there's so the variable we, of like the receivers may be worse. It's like, how does that true, play into it? You true. Know? Or do, or do they play better with a better quarterback? I don't know. A little more with a more accurate quarterback. So uh, all know. I'm saying is, is that I don't think this is that far off from him winning eight games next year. I don't think that. I mean, he's that just would be as huge. likely. That would be huge. Yeah, I just. I don't think it's that far off. I just think, you know what, at the, you know, his, he's not going to be able to delegate. If you don't, I mean, if, you know, I was looking forward to him handing off because I don't like to see my head coach involved in, 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 in play calling because of what it takes away from the head coach duties, seeing the big picture and maybe getting ahead of some things. So, you know, as a staff, they're going to have to really be on it. Yeah, And, you know, he's going to have to have some guys help him keep his eye on other areas of the program if he's going to be involved in play calling. Right. But it can it can still work. They're just going to have to do it the hard way in 2022. Yep. Yep. Hey, I want to talk to you guys about some of the stuff that, that I noticed at the Senior Bowl um, yesterday in just a moment. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season gets things going. I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Dot net. They have everything going on with your sports scores, podcasts, uh, news this season. All of it is at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mike G, C-Dub, what's going on these days at the War Report? Ah, you know, it's basketball season. In case anybody Thank know. goodness. <laughs> yeah, we have the number one team in the country. Um, and we're covering that. So you can come to the War Report for highlights, uh, breakdown and analysis. We're doing all that. It's fun. We actually have it. We have an interview up with Bruce Pearl. So great uh, get, got, gentlemen. Great <laughs> yeah, get. Well done. We got we got uh Coach Pearl for, for 30 minutes, and man, it was a pleasure. I I mean you just talking to him was so inspirational. He's such a great guy. It's easy to see why players love him. So we got all that going on with the War Report. Go check us out. 
Absolutely. Lots of coverage. Absolutely. It's worth it, guys. It's worth it. All right. So I wanna I wanna play something. We we gotta talk to Brian Harson down in Mobile yesterday. Mm. And then we also gotta talk mm. to Roger. So we'll start with I think this was the most interesting thing. One thing, and I don't have the bite, the sound bite for this queued up, but somebody asked him about like, um, what did you think? Did you expect uh, Austin Davis to leave, you know, this soon after hiring him? And Harson's like no, like why, why would we have done that if we thought that was a thing? But then he asked about Derek Mason. He Somebody asked him if he was surprised um, that Derek Mason took another job after he left, and um, here is what he said. Yeah, well, that's not really a question. I don't know if I could answer, you know, what somebody's going to do. I know what people say. Um, I know what... Uh, I've had conversations about, you know, when it comes to people's personal decisions uh, in the profession. And, um, you know, hey, what guys do after those conversations, that's really up to them. And uh, to me, it's it's most important that, look, if, if somebody is needing something or needing some help or having some personal issues and things like that, um, most important thing is to make sure that they're good. And, and that's really the focus. And what they do after that, um, you know, I'm disappointed, you know, that, that we don't have a, a defensive coordinator or had a defensive coordinator and left and, and went somewhere else and obviously felt like there might be a better position for him. Um, but fortunately for us, you know, we had somebody on staff that's going to do a great job in Jeff Schmetting, you know, and that's really what you hope. You hope you have people on your staff that can fill those roles and can come in and, and, uh, and really help enhance what you've been doing uh, as far as other coaches and positions hey all I know is the conversations we have and you know if things change for them then you know we wish them the best and we're going to get somebody in here that's going to help us and help Auburn so I can't tell if there's actual beef there or if he's just saying a lot of stuff and not by not saying anything mm. yeah. um you know what I mean because like at the beginning it sounds like there's something there and then I'm like, mm, maybe he's just saying a lot of words to fill time. I, I I really can't tell. Yeah, I mean, you do that dance around questions like that, right? So in his head, he's, you know, he's, okay, how do I answer this? Yeah, and then at the end, he got to, you know, Schmetting's in place, and, you know, we're going to be okay, yeah. which which is the correct yeah. answer if you're if you're Sure, hard, so. Coach, sure. But, yeah, but, but, but again, it's kind of what we thought. He was told one thing, and something else happened. Uh, from what he expected to happen, right? right? Um, Mason led him and players to believe. I mean, you can just look at what players tweeted after it was announced that Mason was very telling. Tell yeah, they were told something different, and that they feel a mm-hmm. certain way about it. Um, but I, but I also think you know when you're Harson, you're thinking about again, it's optics, right? Uh, you don't want you if if you say it, then no one no one asks any more questions about it, and you want to be a professional. You have a job to do. Um, you're trying to move forward. Again, you have your own fires to put out. And so mm-hmm. with Mason being gone, that's one less fire to deal with if Mason doesn't want to be there to begin with. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it almost kind of corrects itself. Again, the optics are, are there. But again, as Mike G alluded to, there's perception and there's reality. Your reality is I have to write this ship and write it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so whatever you got to do to get through those questions and answer those questions, but you have a heck of a job ahead of you. So, 
Absolutely. Yeah, what I what I heard was it's not my issue if somebody says they are going to do something and then does another thing, which is accurate. That is a true thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I heard. You yeah. know, I mean, the rest of that coach speak after. OK, get it. We've heard that before. Right. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the first 60 seconds of that was, you know, I take people at the word. And I expect them to do what they say and say what they do and, and mean exactly what they told me. If he didn't do that. You know. Probably a better question for him, not me. Right. I know what I was told. Right. Right. And I don't think I could ask much more of him in that situation. Yeah. Right. With yeah, I mean, I thought he whatever. Yeah. It's, thought he articulated it's, it's, that. Totally. So, um, all right. That's that's it for that. I, I didn't tell you guys we we're going to go this direction, but I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. So, Roger McCreary got to to you know work out with um the the Detroit Lions staff um at, at the Senior Bowl yesterday. I thought it looked really impressive. I actually mm-hmm. talked to a, a wide receivers coach in the SEC, and he told me he's by far the best defensive back there. So that, that's good to hear. But um, when they were in base, he played outside corner. But when they went to nickel, he was exclusively at nickel. Whenever they were in a nickel set, he never played outside. And so he didn't do that a whole lot at Auburn. Um, but that was something that Roger talked about um, to the media afterwards. Um, it sounds like NFL teams are interested in Roger McCreary playing in the middle of the field. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? that? That surprised me a little bit. I think it matches his skill set. I think, um, you know, because he's so quick um, and, and he can move both ways pretty well. But I just, I wasn't really expecting that just because we didn't see him do that at all at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have expected that. And you would have thought that with the changing of the guard, you would have saw a little bit of experimentation with him if that was his skill set. So the idea is that what did the NFL see, right? And so um, I just think we're talking about a very talented defensive player that yeah. teams are just going to, I mean, they're going to try to put him all over the field to utilize his talents and, and his gifts. He's a he's a tremendous player who I feel like was, was he, he didn't come in highly recruited, but man, he played like a five star while he was here at all. He was incredible. Um, he was great. And so, and so, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that teams see him and they get want to get creative with him. And so, I'm, I'm curious to see how he flourishes at the next level. I just think he's just an exceptional talent. And we yeah. talked about this. Uh, sorry, Mike. We talked about this yeah. when you know in the spring when we saw the first version of Derek Mason's defense, and you know he kind of liked to put a safety like build at nickel with Donovan Kaufman um, and even by Darius Knighton when he played there a little bit. And normally, like in the, in the NFL, you see them kind of put their third corner into that situation. And so I wonder, like under Kevin Steele, he may have played nickel. Like that wouldn't have surprised me. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Schmetting uses that personnel moving forward. But um uh, Mike G, I cut you off. I apologize. No, it's okay. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, right, um, it's his understanding of the game, is, you know, and his you know, physical capabilities will determine, you know, how far he goes at that level. So um, you need to, you know, if you're going to have a long NFL career, the more multifaceted you are, right, um, the more attractive you are going to be. So, you know, if he's doing something that's outside of his normal skill set, or they're discovering things that he can do better at the NFL level than he did at the college level, you know, you need to go out there and, and demonstrate an understanding of the game, 
right? Um, you know, the, the kid, you hear the coaches rave about the high IQ players all the time. You know why? Because they're like little coaches on the field. I think that's what he should aim for, right? So if they're asking you to do something that you haven't really done, um, you know, you just just like anything else you want to be good at in life, you immerse yourself in it and you learn what you need to learn. Right. And I have no doubt that he has the physical tools to go out there and execute these different things that they're wanting him to do. Yeah, and there was a storyline when he was doing measurements and stuff that his arms were too short. I'm like, stop that. Turn on the iron bowl and tell me his arms are too short. Gentlemen, thank yeah, right. you so much for your time. As always, really appreciate it. Once again, how can folks sign up for everything going on at The War Report? You need to head over to our YouTube page, Become a patron of the War Report. We have amazing content coming for those individuals in the offseason. There's no such thing as an offseason with the War Report. We're going to have content coming at you constantly, whether it's basketball or football. It's coming right at you. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Hey, Lockdown Auburn will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Auburn your first listen every single day. For your second listen, go check out Lockdown SEC or Locked On NFL Draft if you want to hear more about Roger McCreary's performance uh, this week in the Senior Bowl. ton of things going on there. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 